0: Hello, welcome to Board Games with Niramas podcast. In May, we're back in May. It's been a little while, uh, but I'm here with Draku. Draku looks excited to get into another podcast. Now he's he's a quiet guy, as you know by now, so he's not going to really contribute that much, but he's supporting me from the sideline like he should. So in this episode here, we're going to start off with a bit of a news and updates. I'm going to talk about what's going on right now. And then I'm going to have a nice chat with my friend Gil Melow. And as I said earlier on when I started this podcast, like my ambition is to bring in gamers and designers and I don't know, store owners, publishers, (laughs) anything you know, people in the board game, hobby or industry. And I really wanted to get Gil in here. He has a lot of, he played a lot of games, he has a lot of good analyzes of games and we have a good chat about his favorite games and what we think like games that we'll both like and so on i hope you will enjoy it it's gonna come here in a little while but first off let's talk a little bit about what's happening here over on the west side of sweden so i just got my first shot for you know my first vaccine shot and i'm very happy you know it's it's been really slow here i have a lot of American friends and so on that already got both of their shots, you know, a while ago, even if they're younger than me And it seems like, you know, the whole whole EU and, you know, Sweden has been, it's been going really slowly with the vaccinations But right now it, it seems to be picking up in pace and and so on and because I am in, well, some kind of, you know Double or triple risk group, basically, I got mine now and it feels good in six weeks I will get my second one so basically in like 8 weeks, or less than 8 weeks actually, I I will be, you know, life will sort of in some ways go back to a little bit more normal, I will be able to you know meet my family, meet friends and so on, it's, it's going to be so good, uh, I will be able to get back to some work as well, yeah, it, it's going to be great, it, it's just, it's weird, it's been over a year now, I've been very isolated, and I mean, I, I think I handle it pretty good. You know, mainly, I think actually because of my interest in gaming and being able to game with, with people, um, you know, old friends and meeting new friends online and so on. That has really helped out for my mental health, even though this, you know, this winter and, and the spring here it's been really rough. It's starting to get to me uh, a lot, but then again, springtime is good as well. I am taking my walks. Uh, not really daily right now, because the weather hasn't been that great here, it's been really cold and rainy and so on, even though it's been, you know, in, we're in May, but hopefully it's gonna sort of get better soon, and I can I can take a walk even if it rains, it's just not as pleasant, basically. Back to gaming though, speaking of gaming, I have recently here, i you know, got a bunch of new games, uh, arrived at my house, some of them, uh, well, most of them are basically games that I'm going to film. So games from publishers and so on. Uh, a few games uh, have been games that I sort of looked forward to or been excited about. I will talk a little bit more about those later on as well. Uh, some of them are games that I really didn't expect to show up, really. Uh, so that's great as well. And, and and some of these games also come from Game Maniacs that's, uh, you know, supporting the the channel and and my whole youtubing and podcasting project so I will be making uh, some kind of you know some videos will be like Solar playthroughs some will be with Draco and, and some will not be maybe just like a overview or something like that I will also in this podcast episode today actually I will introduce something new here so after my chat with Gil uh, I will go into a sort of review segment so a new segment for the channel uh, I'm not going to do a Q&A this time, haven't really gotten that many questions. So if you want to ask me questions and you want them to be in a future podcast, send me questions to bgwneramas at gmail.com. And you can also find that um, address, of course, uh, on my YouTube page or in the in the description for this podcast. So send me questions if you have any and then I'll I'll, I'll gather up a bunch of them and then I'll do a Q&A segment sort of maybe like every other podcast or something but today it's going to be reviewing so i'm going to review a bunch of games later on here and i like mixing up the podcast having different segments and, and going with what feels interesting and and things that could add to again the challenge for me like i never done verbally well i done it in swedish to be honest but i never done in english verbally reviewing games um, except for also having video obviously which makes it so much easier because I can show you things and so on. So just talking about games and explaining how they works in in just just using my voice, that's going to be interesting here in a little while. So welcome to uh, Gil. It's nice to have you here on the show. Maybe you want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Well, I'm, I'm Gil. Yes, now
1: I'm a board gamer. Uh, I've uh, been on the board gaming hobby for quite a long time. I used to play board game when I was younger, but then I uh, was in, the, I think, 2000, I was doing an exchange program, and I was living with some German guys, and they brought a bunch of games from Germany, and uh, I think 2000 was the first time I played Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah. You started and, out uh, there. Yeah. yeah. We played, I think soon after that, I played Tax and Turns. Um, and Carcassonne and things like that. Um, I had previously, I used to play, you know, the Risk and all those oh, normal, yeah, yeah. normal games. Uh, um, and I think there's a game here in U.S. that actually is from this area where I live. I live in Pennsylvania in U.S. I'm originally from Brazil and I used to volunteer with, uh, with an organization. And so that's how I moved to U.S. And okay, yeah. they have a game called Rook. And Rook is a trick-and-taking game um so it's kind of a an early age of uh uh trick-and-taking game where you just play a card and you try to beat on how many hands can you do it so that's i think rook is the one game and that i start playing 96 it's kind of a that i played more often all right and in yeah. 2000 yeah in 2000 is when i start playing a little more and then my wife and i went to germany and then went to board game store came home with a bunch of board games and yeah and it's the rest is history. <laughs> I, there was a downtime. I mean, it wasn't as, as I am right now. I think right, it's been about 10 years that I'm on the, the level that I'm like, like uncontrollable buying games and playing games. <laughs> because I,
0: I know that you, you have a lot of games, right?
1: I Well, depends. I have probably more than most, but not as much as many people that I know. Yeah. yeah I tried to set up a cap on 500. I'm a little over that. So I, I sell a lot of games. I get rid of them. I have a pile of games where when friends come over, uh, they're, they're free. They can take home as long as they, if they don't play, they pass it on. So I have to culling a little bit my games, but not doing that very well.
0: So would you say, like, do you have a favorite type of games, like like lightweight, midweight, heavyweight, heavyweight, uh, or if you want to split it up into like more Euro and more thematic games?
1: Um I mean th- theme is very important for me right um I don't think I have a specific style of game I uh i I try not to play a lot of co-op games unless it's a co-op with hidden information yeah, um sure. I have a problem with a lot of games that have uh open fully open information and they seem sometimes like and I, I know it's I'm one of those people who fault as trying to overtaking in the game, you know, and that that's a problem with co-op game. When you have hidden information that people can make their own decision, think, I think it's fine by me. But there's a lot of games where everything is open, and but other than that, I have no problem. I uh, I did. We run a podcast for many years, and because of the podcast, we start uh, trying many different games. And I think it opened a little bit my mind because I had to tried to review games with a little more open mind. And I think that helped a lot too.
0: Yeah, because I know your your favorite game is Gloomhaver, right?
1: Uh, no, but it's on the top. Yeah, it's on okay. the
0: top That's... 10. Yeah,
1: my f- so my favorite game right now, it's a game that has no f- future, but there is future. A Clank Legacy. It's, oh, yeah. I think it's my favorite game of all times that I've played. And I think part of it is because I played with my daughter and a couple of close friends. And the whole experience was just one of the best thing that happened for me in all this year playing games. So I think right now it, it's right on my mind because I played the last year. So it's still on my top. So Clank, but that is that, that problem with games like Clank is that, you know, they fluctuate back and forth. Yeah,
0: um, I, I only okay. play like four, I have with three friends. We started off like a year ago, sort of like more than a year ago. And we... You know, when the pandemic hit, we, we stopped, but we played like four uh, sessions of the Clank Legacy. It was so much fun, and I, I just can't wait to get back to when we can continue that. Uh, yeah, I like
1: the idea that there's always something happening.
0: Yeah, you know? there was a lot of things happening, I think, because uh, I guess you played Pandemic Legacy or some other Legacy game?
1: Yeah, I've played uh, the f- Season 1. Yeah. Uh, my wife didn't like it as much, so we never played season two. It was fine. I liked, it. I liked it a lot, but it was just fine. Yeah.
0: Um, because in that one, it feels more like there's a game you play, and then something happens, and it changes to the next game. But in Clank Legacy, I felt like stuff were happening. Like in the middle of the game, you're like, oh, now this all yeah. this. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but stuff happened that you didn't see coming, and that is so exciting to me. Uh, are you also in the situation where you are like? Because I started going start to do things that were not maybe the best for me to win, but I wanted to see what happens. Like you could go to some place and...
1: Yeah, if I'm playing a legacy game or a game or some game that has, I don't know, even co-op games that we just talked about it. Uh, if I'm playing more than once, I, I need to try to adventure out, You know, try to see the possibilities. For me, is sometimes more fun than... Uh, than than the game itself. Yeah. Uh, try to. Yeah. And like you asked me like about my favorite games. Like I guess I like games where you can uh, screw up with other players. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the jerk move kind of. I like to take <laughs> that games a lot. Yeah. And sometimes I know and maybe that's a reflex of people that I play with. Sometimes I will make things that I I'm I know I'm not gonna win doing that, but I know I'm gonna have a lot of fun because I know I'm I'm taking off. Somebody who was playing. Now I only do that with people that I know that is fine with that. Thing, yeah, yeah, but that yeah, yeah.
0: Have you played the uh, Architects of the West Kingdom?
1: Oh yes, yeah. I love that game. I actually, Sham Phillips is one of my favorite designers. Okay, yeah. yeah,
0: because I only played it once, but then I just ran around and just you know arrested everyone uh, because I thought it was fun to put them in prison. <laughs> I didn't yeah. win, but I had fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the the arresting thing is funny. It's I've played several times and there are games that they just don't come to play and this doesn't, yeah, it's, it's, there's a little thing on that, that specific mechanic, it works, but doesn't work all the time, I think, on that game. It's a great game. I don't think it's a best game, but I, it's, I, I like Paladins. I think Paladins is Oh yeah, game. I like
0: Paladins more as well. Uh, like, I think, I think Paladins for me has a lot of these like it's, it's kind of solitary in a way, but I like just sitting around doing stuff on my own board, and then once in a while we compete over something, like, oh, who grabs that first, who goes there first? But I like that. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Orleans as well, uh, which also has that nice like placement of workers or different kinds of workers on your board. I really like that
1: yeah it's uh it's a little it, it's it's a little tougher game too it's a yeah it, it's not a, it's not as easy as most of the other games he made i know you play a lot of solo games like yeah. do you try to go sideways on your games do you try to like do different things every time or you just yeah. go for winning every time
0: no i i kind of like solo games where it's not just about beating your score i like when there's an adventure going or like a story or something that i'm pursuing um so and, and i try and as you say like i think one of the most fun things with board games is like trying to find new ways of doing things like terraforming Mars, for example which is one of my favorite games i i don't just want to play the same way like even if i win if i win one week and next week i play i don't want to do the same thing i want to find another way to win you know i want to uh, find other strategies and if i play with my friends then you know i want to try to like like I like tactical games I think like when I have to okay. adapt to what's happening so I can have like a strategy but then you might do something to me and oh wow now all of a sudden I have to react to that uh, I like that
1: yeah I, I can see that yeah for me it's tough because I'm the least smart person in my gaming group so <laughs> I have to adapt like it's bad but it's good at the same time because you kind of have to up your game right you need yeah. like you're playing with people that can think three four movements ahead and sometimes for me it's hard to get that that far in a lot of games so that has helped me to try to being better on playing games but at the same time allows me so i i know it allows me to have more fun and just try different things since many times it's yeah it's and that's I mean, not, I don't have a clear view of the end many, many games. Yeah. There are games that I click right away for me, but there are games that I have to play several times before I know what to do.
0: And I mean, a lot of times when we, I mean, it's a, we play werewolf together and so on, uh, we, we're on Zoom and we have our cameras. And I've seen all, uh, a lot of your cool, uh, you're doing a lot of 3D printing, right? So I've seen cool stuff for.
1: I do, the yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd, uh, I do mostly pieces for games. Like, I try to, uh, you know, I know miniature shouldn't make you, you, you know, you like or dislike a game. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I like to add I like, I, you know, printing little things. Uh, nobody can see this, but I, I have, like, uh, the Western legend. I printed little cows to be oh, the markers yeah. and stuff like that. So, just little things. I, I think... The, the whole pandemic thing being home and not being able to play yeah. the 3d printing uh it was an alternative way for me to keep involved myself with my games you know rearranging them moving shelves I, I don't know I was just finding projects that I could touch my games because I'm not as big of a solo game as you are I have I, I I don't think I like my own company I don't know it's just I have a rough time playing solo games yeah, yeah. I get bored to my. For me yeah. it's
0: a very like it goes up and down like i have like right now i haven't played anything solo for a while really because because like i i need to i like i like to dive into like painted grail or gloomheim or something i like to like dive into the campaign and just play 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 play. but then when i haven't played in a while it's hard to get back like then you know mm-hmm. setting everything up remembering the rules um you know so
1: yeah i'm lucky because my 13 year old is it's as smart as it comes. Yeah, uh, And uh, so we play a lot of games together. Um, my wife does play once in a while. My wife, she learned like 12 games and she said, that's it for me. I don't want to, let's always play those 12 games. And so we always, which is not bad. I, I understand because I, I probably have to read, to reread most rules from my games every time. Like we're going to play, so we're going to have our first game night tonight and we're playing Lisboa. Oh. and I have to read the whole rules again cuz I I could, yeah I I would not be able to teach you that game by just remember
0: Yeah that's a I heavy know. game right I haven't played it but I I would like to try it one you know it looks interesting but I'm also a little bit scared of the Vitaliceerta games because there's so much going on so
1: Yeah I think the problem with Vitaliceerta is depending on how good you are with reading rule books like I hate to read rule yeah. books I like, I have to force myself and so if you're like me, it's nice to have somebody who will teach you the game. Uh, unfortunately, this time, I'm the one teaching the game. Uh, but, yeah, I th- it's nice to have somebody who already played the game, because y- y- you're f- most likely not going to remember everything on the first time you play. Um, yeah, one of my, like, so you were asked my favorite games, like, all Mars, which is Vitala The game, that's my, th- wow. my number three best game of all time. So, I complain about his gaming heavy, but I love all his game at the same time. So it's uh, yeah, I just I just think that the way he can make mechanics work together, it is so much stuff it shouldn't work, and it's and it does. So it's yeah.
0: So how, what have you been playing lately? Have you played anything so, new that you can? Recommend? Yeah, I played
1: Hallertal. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, a really good game. I think it's uh, what the, the the designer name just. Uh, Oh, U- Uwe, rosenberg. U- Uwe rosenberg yeah i think it's one of my the my favorite games from him because oh, yeah. of the okay. simplest of the game yeah uh i just think it's simple enough but it's uh difficult enough like you know you know what i mean there's a, a nice balance yeah, there. yeah there's um, a lot of yeah.
0: thinking i like that he streamlined like you don't need to feed your people but you sort of do because you need to like spend resources every round. Yeah. To...
1: Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause the way the mechanic works, uh, it, it, it's nice. Cause you have to, you know, you have to make sure that you're, you're moving your warehouse, your stone and you, you, you're going around and, and, and you still have your sheep and your stuff, uh, you know, the, 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 typical stuff, but yeah. the mechanics are a little different. I really like the way that, that, that he played that game. I think there's very little downtime to you in that game, which is, which was great for me have
0: you played it on, on three four players
1: or we played four oh, okay. i haven't played uh i only played once uh, so i need to play it again it's just that uh, i, I uh, it's normally i can't, i can't tell if i like a game on the first play but that game i can tell that i'm going to enjoy playing yeah. it more, and more and it's funny because i didn't buy it although i have i buy everything from him but <laughs> i didn't buy it this time because it, it just I just thought, oh, another game with the same mechanic, and it's not. So now I regret. So I, yeah. But I have a couple of friends that have it, so I will be able to play. I also play uh, Glass Road, uh, which oh, yeah. is yeah. A really good game. It's an old game that's going to have a reprint now. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I like the card mechanic in that one. Like the whole, mm-hmm. like I'm guessing what you're choosing, and then I might, if I guess right, then I get an extra action, basically i think yeah, that's that cool. is
1: very interesting yeah i like that's i think that's my favorite part of the game uh, trying to figure out what you're going to do you know you, uh if you're amazing or if you're uh you know you any different kinds of workers yeah my mind now but like then you play i can follow you know I, I i have to try to get both of my actions or try to follow one of your action i think it's good i don't think is. like i know the game like I was i was hunting for the game for a while and i didn't buy it because like people were asking a hundred and some dollars for oh print. wow oh. and i'm glad i never pulled the trigger on that because it's a really good game but i don't think it's a hundred dollar game no you
0: know. no i didn't know that i mean a reprint is cool because i like the the only thing with that game that i have a hard time with is like getting my mind around the whole thing with like if the wheel so if i spend Something then the wheel turns and all of sudden like it's it's hard to get to yeah I, for
1: me. I haven't played analog. I played it on on uh, Tabletopia and I keep forgetting to like as soon as you use a uh, a resource to spin the wheel yeah. so all the yeah and I keep forgetting that and I keep getting yelled oh move your spin you know spin your wheel spin your wheel yeah I I appreciate Tabletopia but there's there's some games that you need to see what other players are doing yeah. and I have a hard time to doing that on on electronic
0: gaming yeah I, I have a hard time with like uh, tabletopia and tabletop simulator because it feels like i'm it feels like a i don't know i like board game arena because then it's automated like i can't do anything wrong like the the, the game will keep track of everything for me mm-hmm. so uh, have, have you played any board game arena
1: i i have i it's been a while last year on the beginning of the pandemic uh, i played a few games uh i th- I'm trying to remember, I think I played Maracaibo. It's been a while, it's yeah, been a year yeah. almost a year. So, in the beginning, like I was excited, like you know, and then I just dwindled down. And then we got into playing werewolves every night. Yes, <laughs> okay, over a little
0: bit. Yeah, I played I played Lost Rivers of Arnak on, on Board Game Arena. Uh, and I really like that game. Uh,
1: I've heard it's really good. I played I played Dune uh, Imperium and I heard the mechanics are similar, but yeah. uh, my friend. Uh, play that has played both said that the arnak's a little better because of the, the 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 flow of the games a little better
0: okay yeah i i like the it's interesting because the game has a lot of like thematic like it's a euro game but with like some deck building and so on but it has a lot of thematic connections so like what you're doing in the game and the way the mechanics work it, it makes sense i like that when, when i play a euro game and I can, it also helps, you know, remembering rules and so on, because it makes sense, like, yeah, well, if you do this, then, like, one, one thing in that game is that you go, in, like, deeper and deeper into the island, or into whatever it is you're exploring, so every round, you get less items available, but you get more artifacts available, so you're, like, finding stuff on the island, basically, uh, and, and I like when they do that, things in games, uh, there's, there's a lot of, I think these days a lot of good Euro thematic Euros. Like they, it's like feel feels a lot like a mix a lot of times. Like Gloomhaven is that as well. Like this Euro mechanic, but this adventure and story and I like when they mix those uh, categories. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love Gloomray. I think that, I think there is a reason the problem with Gloomhaven is you need to have a group to play, right? Or yeah. you would like to play on your own. It's fair. I, luck, I, I, I I was lucky that I had a few friends that we took a day of the week to play and keep going. And uh, that we were talking about 3D. That's when I printed all the monsters, all yeah. the... I print everything from Gloomhaven. We're still halfway into the campaign. Uh, and we have so much fun. Um, and, and I agree with you. It's just the right mechanic with the right thing. Um, I'm surprising Gloomhaven is always on the top because I, I wonder if there's that many people that have group that can play that game together or it's a lot of influence. Yeah. I'm not beating the game. I think like it's my number four game of all times, right? So I think the game is amazing. I'm just so surprised that there's that many people playing I, through I wonder
0: how many people in the world have completed the game.
1: Uh, I don't think it's a lot. No, but, it can't uh, be. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's ninety nine, right? Ninety nine or ninety two scenarios. Yeah. Like we've been playing for a year now, no, over a year now. Yeah, more than a year. This this pandemic has been so long now. But yeah, and we're we're like just a little after halfway, and uh, unless you play several scenarios every time you get together, it that's yeah. tough.
0: Have you played the Joseph the Lion?
1: Yes, I'm playing that with my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, because she always wanted to play, and because we're a group, we're like already full. Uh, so we we play four scenarios so far. Uh, yeah, and I I think I like the progression that the jaws of Lion. Yeah, it's very uh, good in the
0: beginning, like a tutorial in in the beginning, like you. Yeah.
1: Yes, you're right. It's it's almost like a tutorial for Gloomhaven. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I think the progression in maybe for people like her that. Uh, don't play a game every week you know she plays maybe once or twice a month only which probably more than most people but still it, it's it's a nice gradual and I think that it's good to introduce people for that style of game too. And I don't know if it would work for every game but it does work for that game
0: yeah I, th- I think other I heard about other games like are also like starting to do that or like designers talking about like they want to do that in their games like having their tutorials. It's almost like when you play some computer games, right? Where you have, you can play a tutorial and learn the game and then you yeah. start playing the actual game. Sort of.
1: The only problem with that kind of thing is the cost, right? How many people can afford that or are willing to take to take that step? Yeah. Now, if you have a game, your job is a tutorial, but it, it's important for people to understand it's a full game, right? It's a full-fledged game. It's yeah. not just like a little try me to see if you like game. And I think that's cool about it. But I could see like some games from the Mind Clash. <laughs> Their games are so complex. Yeah. I can see like Tricarian or maybe uh, Anachrony have a, uh, you know, a walk me through version.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be yeah.
1: good. Yeah. And maybe those games, like on Kickstarter, that's something that Kickstarter should off, like, could offer. Like, oh, here's a couple scenarios that will introduce each mechanic, because, uh, yeah, like the like trickarian with the new expansions and everything i think we played we played last year it took me literally an hour to teach you the game yeah just before starting playing
0: so yeah i mean it's like an acronym now with the huge box and like all the expansions yeah. I, it's it's scary for me even to get into like for solo playing because it's gonna take a while before i even get started right okay.
1: the setup alone is crazy right
0: yeah. Yeah. so I mean, it's fun to have you on the podcast. And I, I do know that, I, I don't think I've seen anything, but I do know that you made some content yourself, right? Back in the days, at least.
1: Yeah, uh, I moved and stuff. So I used to do board game breakfast for Dice Tower. Yeah. Um, I did uh, crowd surfing for Dice Tower as well. And then we had a Twitch channel called the uh, Spiel, And we had a podcast. And then we have a YouTube channel. Um So, yeah, so I did content for about for two years. Okay. And then, yeah, then, uh, yeah, then I changed position on my jobs and I, you know, I decided to take a couple of months off and a couple of months became (laughs) almost a year now. So I um, I'm actually finishing my little room. I'm going to have a studio. So my plans is to slowly start making videos again. Uh, Probably the first thing I'm going to do is for uh, board game breakfast. At yeah, cool. Tower again, yeah. and then yeah, podcast i don't know there's you know there's a lot of content out there yeah. um and I, I i can't figure out I, I like this that you're doing here uh it's something different uh that you know normally people just talk about games and reviews and stuff which is fine too i just don't know yet what could i add to the podcast world and then maybe it's late to the game i think when we started, if we had continuous right oh, now, yeah. Yeah. I think would be different. Like we would have built up that thing. But right now, like there's so many solid, uh, you know, City, Secret Cabal, Dicing, uh, taking, Dicing Rolling and Dicing taking names and uh, Blue Pack, Pink Pack. There's a lot of good content out there. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think the future is either do some different on YouTube or find uh, Twitch. I think the Twitch channel is a good vehicle to interact live with people
0: yeah i really like the idea like i have a twitch channel but i don't really use it to be honest but like because I, I like the idea of twitch to have the like streaming and have the direct contact with the viewers and all that but it's it's such a it's such a complex platform in a way because you can modify like your page in like a thousand mm-hmm. different ways and have like these like robots and add-ons and all that stuff yeah
1: you have to have a proposal like what, what we did we did a lot of kickstarter so we would have the designer playing the game with us that's ah, okay. how yeah. and uh and i remember like uh, uh we i i played skate Plan with vitala serda and i like to tell people i beat vitala serda on his own game <laughs> that's great <laughs> no that's sad he was being interviewed right he's like he was while playing the game, asking answering questions, oh yeah, so it was yeah, not fair, yeah. but I- I'm gonna take the credit anyway. <laughs> you should. So that kind of thing we did, so It's so that's what I was saying. there's so many people creating content right now that it's harder to figure out what could I bring to the table that is different. Um,
0: yeah, 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 I mean, I'm thinking about that myself. I've been doing this for a few years now, but like once in a while, I'm thinking like, how can I renew what I'm doing? like find new things to do so that you know keep it fresh um it's easy to just get stuck in the same like doing the same thing over and over that you're used to yeah but you
1: have like you you live in a different country you have a niche on your country as well it's just that here in u.s everything is done in such a large scale that's so hard to follow Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of people that play solo like you did, and there's not as many. I think there's an increasing of more people playing solo yeah. during this pandemic. But yeah, it's naturally. Something... I
0: mean, you know, if you can't play with your game group, and yeah, I mean, I used to have friends coming over as well, and we did some videos together. But I mean, now it's it's just solo basically. I, I mean, I simulate. I play with Draco, so now I simulate two players. But...
1: <laughs> did you and Draco play anything good recently?
0: No, not really. I mean. I have a lot of games like in a pile basically uh, that I should play or like I want to play and I want to film and so on. But I've been kind of low energy lately. And you know, now spring is coming here in Sweden. You know, it's, it's kind of rough during the winter here. Uh, you know, it's hard to find energy when it's you can't go outside and it's dark all the time. So.
1: I thought it was winter eight months out of the year in Sweden.
0: Well, uh, Almost, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now it's like today it's been sunny weather and so on, but it's. it's it's like from now basically maybe to september it's okay uh, then uh, you know it's it's uh, i mean how's how's the you have snow as well right in your part we of, do yeah. yeah we
1: did we did have a little more snow this year than other years um but it's we winters haven't been harsh here in pennsylvania it's been we've been spoiled in the last five years here's weird like either you have very little or it's just dumps everything on you yeah. but yeah the last five years was pretty mild this was the first year we had like a really harsh winter with a lot of snow which is yeah which is fine i mean my driveway is not that long so <laughs> yeah
0: well you know thank you thanks so much gil for coming on and oh, no just problem. having a all chat right. i mean we you know we've been talking about it for a while like you know we, we play we're all together and you know we like to talk about games and and so at some point, we could play something together as well. Uh, you know, if we could oh, yeah. do something online, or I mean, you already been in a bunch of my videos, right? From the werewolves. So. Yes, that's <laughs> true.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because I, if you had asked me before, like last year or the year before last year, I would tell you that I hate games like werewolf. I'm yeah, not a. Yeah. Uh, i am not ai do not I don't I don't I don't dislike social deduction game i do like them i just never enjoy werewolf as much yeah just lot of a sudden start playing and i just love it and i think i think for me werewolf was a game that is ideal for uh platforms like zoom right because yeah i think yeah. it actually works better on zoom than it works on live and i think that's why i like it i think i i don't i'm probably not gonna play much uh live with people uh, I don't like the whole move your hands, you know, tuck in your elbow kind yeah, of. thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I think you've really stopped all that. You can send the private messages. everything can be done very smoothly. if you I mean, especially because I don't I used to say that I didn't like games where it were uh, player elimination, right? But mm-hmm. you know when I can turn off my camera and I can watch the other ones, I can do some other stuff on the side, then it's 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 fun uh if you're sitting in a room and you're like oh well you're out like oh now we have to wait an hour (laughs) that's no fun so
1: well if somebody watching one of your games like we're not we're not playing the vanilla werewolves anymore it's there's been so many interaction between guamu wolf and all the (laughs) yeah people got creative Uh, there's you and a couple other people that really kept that going um
0: yeah. yeah i like that it keeps it fresh like and I, these days the different moderators have their own style also like the the carnival that adam has and you know it's it's cool with the whole uh different styles and i think there's like always ways to like expand like find new ways to do things and it keeps it keeps it interesting so well, well i do
1: appreciate it thank you very much for hosting all the games
0: yeah yeah i mean hopefully we can uh get together in some kind of um, board game play in the future. Um, Almost we, definitely, yeah. At some point when this pandemic is over, I do want to visit the uh, US, uh, you know, Gen Con or, or uh, any of oh, those. Yeah, you know.
1: there's space on my house. Um, <laughs> I know Origins, which is an, oh, yeah. uh, and both Origins and Gen Con, I think is going to happen. Uh, I was actually looking for a hotel. I'm not sure yet if I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if my wife will let me go because this whole pandemic. But yeah. hopefully it will be, things will be better by October. And I really was hoping to be able to, to go to Origins, which is one of my favorite. And packs Unplug is just 45 minutes from oh, my cool. house. So yeah. Anytime you come down, you have a place to stay.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Gil. And, no uh, problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, now let's head over to the next segment of the show. Alright so yeah that was a nice chat I had there with Gil. I hope you enjoyed listening in on our thoughts and you know just basically a chat just a relaxed chat which is how I like to do it uh, no matter what my guest is you know I'm having one guest each episode even if it's like a famous designer or one of my gaming friends uh, like in this case I like just having a relaxed chat and just not too much of an interview or like a, a scripted thing I, I like the relaxed Mod, model of it. So let's uh, go into some reviewing. So I'm gonna do five games today. So I'm gonna talk about five games and go through them one by one here and tell you what I think about them. It's games that I played recently. And the first one here is Praga Caput Regni. So Praga Caput Regni is a game from uh, Delicious Games and designer Vladimir Suchi. And for me at least, he's most famous uh, for the Underwater Cities, which I think you know such a good game really like underwater Cities. So I had high hopes for that was I mean Praga Cup of Rain was their big release from 2020 Came out at Essence Spiel Digital and I got my copy, you know I don't know a while ago and I played it with Draco. It's a it's a Euro game where There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of moving parts. You're basically building up uh, the city of pra- Praga uh, it's it's kind of a medieval style, I think it takes place in the medieval times. It's these like building buildings, you can upgrade your actions, and then the main part of the game is an action selection, where there's a wheel that you actually spin, which I always like that kind of stuff in games, when you physically can move some components of the game, and like, I think that's pretty cool. And then you have you even have like a little some 3D pieces in cardboard, so you build up a little bridge and you you know, the I think it's called the Charles Bridge, it's very famous in, in Prague and you also have like a 3D little, I don't know what, like a little castle or like steps basically that you can climb with a token to get more points and so on and benefits as you play the game and in the game you have a board of actions, so there's six actions in the game and you take a tile from this wheel and then you use one of the two, there's two different actions, you use one of those actions and you have your like little board on your own with six actions on it and if like depending on if you have upgraded those actions you will, the actions will become better and better as you go so I felt like this is a game that I need to play a bunch more before I can actually do a proper review um, because I mean it's one of these like not heavy but on the heavier side of Euro games I would say so it's hard to, like, I don't know what, what strategy, like, how important is it to upgrade one of my actions early? Should I really invest in one of the areas I can go into instead of the other ones? I don't know, to be honest. It has a weight of 3.67 on BGG. And I think, you know, that like, it felt a bit heavy to get into. I think it's one of those games where you play it a bunch because you will get better at it. Because all the information is really, like, open It's everything's out there on the table. So you can, well you have like a, re- a little bit of a random element in the case that the buildings will come up will be drawn from a stack uh, and the upgrade tiles so that you know when they come out could be different but for me it's not really my type of game I would say these days because it's I don't really play unless I really really get stuck in a game I don't play a game like 10 times in a short amount of time. I think you need to do that with this one to really get into the best ways to play it and like try different strategies. And I, I, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of games that have all this like open information, and then it's like you can basically sit there and look at it and make like a perfect strategy. I'm more and more getting into these like liking tactical games. Well, i I mean I guess you know everything from KeyForge to Terraforming Mars. Uh, for that matter, there's a bunch of games that are more tactical. Things happen, there's randomness, you draw cards random or you roll a die, things happen randomly and then you have to adapt to that as you go. I feel like this Praga Cup of Regni game is more of a strategy game, where you make your strategy from the start. Uh, There's a little bit of randomness, there's a little bit of interaction depending on what your opponents do. They might take a spot, like build a building on a spot that you wanted to build in. But overall, I think you're pretty much safe to do whatever you want. Now, I haven't played it with three or four, obviously. And I I think that it would be more interesting, in a way, with three or four players. Because this, like, resource wheel, or not resource, like, action wheel, where you take the action token from. A, in a two-player game, I just felt like, well, I'll take, you know, one of the first ones. And then the wheel rotates, and the tile that I took will be placed at the back of the wheel. And then, you know, Draco took the other one, because if you don't take one of the first ones, then as the wheel rotates, that one will be in a new area where your opponent will get points when they take them. So you don't want that to happen. I don't know, maybe, I I think it's a cool idea, but again, I think it might be more suited for a higher player count. I will say I like the components though, and I thought it was really cool with this wheel as well, because in the wheel there's a little spot for a wooden cube. And as you rotate the wheel after a full lap, the cube will fall down a little hole. And that indicates that you've done done a full lap. And then you do like three, I think it is before the game's end. And that was just a cool little thing they did there with the components. I like when they do innovative stuff with cardboard and whatever. Like there's so much you can do that actually adds to the feeling of the game and, and the you know keeping track of things in the game. Next up here is Nemesis. Nemesis is a well, how should I explain this? It's basically Alien, or Aliens, the board game. This is from Awakened Realms, I think this was one of their first. This is from 2018. I think it was one of their first really huge kickstarters that they did. Uh, you know, it has some cool miniatures. It's a cooperative or semi-cooperative. You can play it in different ways. Uh, or solo game. Uh, where you're on a ship, basically. You're waking up out of sleep, and then you need to make sure that the ship is going to Earth, if that's what you want, or uh, then you need the engines to work, or you can try to abandon the ship by one of these escape pods, but you also have some thing you need to do before that. You might need to find like an alien egg and analyze it before you leave. Uh, Really cool game. I I, This one I really enjoyed, and I felt a little bit like the, the mechanics of the game are very much like, like action point allowance, so you have a, a few action points. Basically, you can do each turn, or, or basically on your turn. But then, at some point, you will need to pass because you, playing actions like moving around or or doing actions need that cost you cards. You have cards in your hand. You have a little deck basically, and then you need to spend a card to do the actions. But then you might want to spend a card to do the effect of the cards as well at some point. So there's like a, you know. It's always like, oh, do I want to keep this card? Because I might need to um, repair something later on. But then I might I need to spend a card to move. And as you move around the ship, you will make noise. And the noise will attract the aliens. And they will show up if you make too much noise. And that was a really cool, uh, exciting part of the game. And I must say, I mean, this is like really totally opposite of the one I talked earlier about with the Praga. Like, that's really like sort of dry, uh, you know. Euro In this one, it has the same weight, basically 3.35 uh, But instead, it's a more of a thematic, cooperative game And I will say, I-, I will never play this game as a semi-co-op You could have it so you have like secret missions, so one of the players might be a trader I don't mind social deduction in that sense, like trader games, if it's shorter, smaller games Like, you know, Werewolf or whatever um, It's not that short, but you know what I mean in this one, though, or like it's the same like Mansions of Madness. In Mansions of Madness, the second edition, I even pulled out those cards that make it so that you sit there for three hours, you work together, you're trying to solve it, you're trying to reach the goal. And then, oh, all of a sudden, because I went insane in that game, I turn into a trader. I, I don't like that. Um, in Nemesis, I guess you would know from the start that you're a trader. But yeah, I, I still don't like that in this kind of game. I like that we work together and the optimization, like, Always like okay, so I I could go into this room that would be good because I need to go there to do something or I need to like trying to pick up an item, but that will make noise and the noise might attract aliens. Am I ready to fight an alien? And I think the coolest thing about this game, actually, from a mechanical um perspective, is how you fight the aliens. So you're rolling a die and you're trying to get hits. Nothing new there, but the health of the aliens are not preset. It's not like a medium sized alien shows up and you know it has 10 health. Instead you basically you fight it, you do damage to it, and then you draw a card to see how it what happens and then on that card, you will have a number and that number is how much health it has. So if you already did enough damage, it will die. It could also be that it escapes and goes like into the ventilation system or something and it will heal up and then show up later. A really cool system. It's really I don't think I've seen that in any other game how, and it fits the theme so well. Like, I mean, these, you're walking around, you're basically scared, right? Like in the Elon's movies, these nasty creatures are crawling around you and you don't know how strong they are. Like, you shoot at them and hopefully they die. You know, maybe maybe they don't. Maybe they run away and they, you know, it's so cool. Really, really cool game. I, I'm so impressed by Nemesis. I know there's a bunch of, like, add-ons for this. If you had a Kickstarter, I only have the retail edition. Uh, and also there's Expansion, I think it's called lockdown. There's a lot of stuff for this game uh, that I don't have uh, or haven't played, but I I think I will. This is this will be a game that I will be keeping in my collection to play with my friends when we can do that. uh, Hopefully this summer, and I I think we're gonna have a good time because it's I like these kind of cooperative games where you're you know making a plan together, but then there's a lot of random events and randomness happening, so you can't really be sure if it's gonna work or not which I do like because it also brings in the theme of this. You can't plan for how to solve this like you're walking around the ship you don't know. That's also cool actually the tiles are like flipped face down and randomized at the beginning because you came out of hypersleep you don't remember exactly where all the rooms are it, it all makes sense it all makes thematic sense and it really runs smooth and nice and I really enjoy Nemesis. Next up we have the newest game that i will talk about today which is red rising from stonemaier games red rising is the sort of latest here it's related to release from stonemaier games jamie stegmeyer is the designer together with alexander smith and from you know reading the rulebook and also you know if you listen to the the last episode of the podcast i did talk to jamie uh there we had a chat and we talked about red rising and you know how he wanted to make this game for a long while. He really likes the Red Rising universe and the, from the books and everything. And I haven't read the books. Uh, I think I will at some point. Um, I use mostly a uh, audiobook service listen to books while I'm walking and so on. And they have them only in English. I, I don't mind reading English, and I don't mind watching <laughs> movies or TV where they speak English, obviously. And I don't mind speaking English, or whatever. But I, I have something. It's, it's a bit hard for me to listen to an audiobook in English. I prefer to do it in Swedish if the translation is good and, and everything like that, because it's a. I, I think it's easier for me to disconnect uh, and start thinking about something else and feel like I'm not really following along with the story. So I might get into the Red Rising books. I hope so at some point. But anyway, the game is a card game with some interesting twists basically you start off with a hand of, of five cards you on your turn you play a card to one of four stacks of cards or like rows of cards and then whatever the card if the card has a deployability then you do that deployability and then you pick up a card from another like one of the three rows that you didn't place in it's actually like locations i think it's called and then you will get a benefit depending on which place you're pulling the new card from. So then you will have high cards again in hand. But then there's ways to get more cards. There's ways to get less cards. You can, there's a little bit of take that. You can steal stuff from your, your opponents. But I played it solo and I played it with Draco so far. I really look forward to playing this with all four players with my friends. It's going to be interesting to see how it changes up. I felt a little bit on two players that the card rotation wasn't that great. Like the... It feels like we were using the same cards over and over in some way, you can pull cards ran, like face down from the deck as well, but I don't know, I, I wasn't disappointed, but at the same time I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be so far, I think the solo is okay, but I think this game is better with more players, I, I expect it to be, and I look forward to do, playing it with more players, so take it for what it is, it's mainly a first impression here, more than a review in a sense. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. In a, it's really nice. It's the collector's edition that I have. It's really nice components, like metal cubes, which is awesome, like metal tokens, everything. Are really cool. And the cards are like foiled with the gold cards, so they're like shining a little bit. Really nice stuff. Really like the feel of the game, I would say. But I think it's one of those games, again, that you I need to play it a lot before I really get into it. Because I don't know if all the cards are unique, but there's a lot of cards There's like, I don't know, 150 cards, something like that. And they all have like different effects on the deployability. And then the the other big thing with the game is that when the game ends, which is not a preset amount of rounds, it's the, instead when people reach a certain goal, they do certain things in the game that will trigger the game end. And at that point, the cards that you have in your hand are also how you score the main part of your points. So every card has like a, well, not every, most of the cards have a, End game scoring effect. So, like, they all have like a base value, but then they also have. So, like, if you have one of the blue cards, it might say that well, you will get twenty six points if you also have a green card in your hand at the end of the game. So you may you want to make sure that happens. But then that green card might say that oh well, this card will score so and so many points, but it doesn't have like if you have any you know gray cards in your hand. So then you got to make sure you don't have any gray cards. And this optimization of the points there. Is very interesting but it's also something I think it's going to be more enjoyable the more you play it because when I It's like Key Forge almost or something like that because I need to get into it, I really need to play it a bunch So that I don't need to sit around just reading the text like oh wait how does this card work again It's going to be nice when I get into it, start recognizing cards, start getting into the flow of the game I think that's what I'm trying to say here and there's videos coming of this. I am I made both a video with Draco and a Solo Playtress. There's two videos coming very soon here on the channel where you can see us play it as well. So it's easier to get a grip of it that way. But I wanted to mention here as a first impressions review or whatever, uh, because Red Rising is a cool game, and I I think I would recommend people to try this um, and see how they feel. I don't think it's for everyone, but you know, most games aren't. But yeah, I, I think I will enjoy this more and more as I go. And then let's head over to a game that I played a lot lately um, on Board Game Arena. I have the actual physical game as well, it's Lost Runes of Arnax. So. Well, first of all, it's from uh, Czech Games Edition, came out last year, was their big release for SSBL Digital. And in this game you have, it's, it's like a mix, I would say it's a mix of a few things that I do enjoy. Like worker placement, you pl- you have two workers, you, the whole game, so you, know, you don't get more workers. But you place them out, do actions on places, and you can also explore with them, which means you place them on a spot that hasn't been revealed yet, which means you just pull out a random tile, and that's the new worker placement spot. And then the next round you can go there again, or one of your opponents can go to that spot, because you have revealed it, or explored it. And you get a bunch of benefits from doing that as well, so that's one part of the game. And that's sort of, a, in some ways, it's, it's very nice how they integrated everything. So it's an important part of the game, but it's not the main part of the game, because then you also have a deck building part, where you're building a deck, and you have a hand of cards, and you're playing those cards to get effects. Some of them are free actions just to get resources and so on, and some of them are like spending what you do on your turn, you get well resources or effects or doing more things because you're also you also have a research track and in the research track you're trying to get you know research and as you go every step you go cost you different resources you're trying to be first because you'll get some bonuses for you know instead of your opponents and you also get a bunch of points from the the research track i think that one is really important you need to invest in that But then there's the balance, like how many cards do you want to buy, how big should your deck be. The game is fairly quick, it's just like 5 rounds, and there's also an interesting part in this game where there's both the cards, like the item cards as they're called, that you have in your hand and you play out for their effect, uh, and so on. The cards are also multi-use, so every card also has like a travel symbol, so when you go explore when you do the work placement you also need to spend a card and you need to have the right symbol. But if you do that, then you don't get the effect of the card, which is you know, classic you know, pick between how do you want to use this card, what is most important right now. And then there's another type of cards that are called Artifacts, and these cards, like as the game every round, you start the game with just one artifact on the market, but like four items or five maybe, I'm confused now. But then every round there's like a little stuff moving, and then you will get more artifacts but less items. And this is really cool thematically because you're exploring this continent or this island. Right as as you the game goes along, you're moving further into the continent, so it's harder to get hold of items, you know, from from the, your ship or whatever you came with. But you will also instead find more artifacts. The cool thing with the artifacts is they also when you buy them, they also go into your deck, and then you can use them later on. But when you buy them, you also get the effect of them right away. And that's really fulfilling for me, really satisfying how I can plan things out and then buy one of those, get the effect right away, and that gives me some resources that I need to do another action. So I could sort of prolong my turn and it, it, you know make do more turns until I have to pass for the round lot of interesting good stuff in Lost Runes of Arnak and I, I have the physical game. I uh, haven't played it yet I am going to play it solo. There's, they're going to release a solo campaign that I look forward to. That's going to be very interesting and I also look forward to playing it solo because I've only been playing it on Boarding and Marina so far and that's against uh, human opponents and the components are really nice really the cars look great, the artwork is great, really nice resource these little diamonds, basically, that are you know, plastic and so on. Really, really good game. It's it's one of my absolute favorites right now, and I think it's. I I might do like a. I, I'm considering doing at the end of the year. I think I'm considering uh, starting to do like a top ten video of games that were released the previous year because I always have this. Like I'm gonna do one for 2021 as well, like I usually do. But in that one I always have this issue of like, well it's December, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sitting there just before Christmas making my top 10 games of the year list and I haven't played that many games, like, you know, because basically a lot of the games come out late in the year and so I don't have time and, you know, to catch up. So I th- I might do a top 10, like a revised top 10 list for 2020. I already did a top 10 for 2020 that you can go check out the video obviously, but I'm gonna do a revised one, and I, I really think Lost Ruins of Arnak will be on that because I'm so impressed by it. Uh, such a good game. So I can recommend it, and I can recommend you try it out on Board Game Arena if you wanna try it out before you you know buy the actual game and so on. Alright, so final game of today's podcast that I will be talking about here, uh, giving you an impression of is Beyond the Sun. Beyond the Sun is a game, again, that I played on Board Game Arena. It's from Rio Grande Games, uh, designed by Dennis K. Chan. And this is a sort of it's an interesting game because it's basically you know a lot of euro games I would say are an Excel file that you are moving things around from one you know place to another and that leads to a result which leads to victory points that makes you win and that sounds really boring but then you know you put a theme on that and you in interesting mechanics and then all of a sudden you have an interesting game. <laughs> but in Beyond the Sun, it's almost like you can see the Excel file in the background because it's so, it's so mechanical in the way you play it. It's 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 basically abstract. I mean, there's like this base theme, and yeah, it it could have been something else, I guess. I don't know. Tech it, it's a tech tree game, which is something I really like. I always like tech trees all the way back from when I you know leveled up my characters in Diablo or whatever. Uh there's like. You know, I get to, I need, I need, or like you know, civilization games like okay, so to research uh, level two, whatever, then I need to have the first two prerequisites level one, and in this game also in Beyond the Sun, it's really cool how they are thematically connected. So it's not random, but if I invest for when the game starts, you see all the level one technology, so you know what they are, and they're always the same, but they can be in different spots, and I invest in one of them. I know it's the military focused technology because then you use military to actually fly sort of ships around as well and fight for control. It's like an area control part of the game as well uh, on different planets and then colonize them in order to get benefits. But anyway, back to the tech tree. So in the tech tree, so I know when I invest in the level one that, okay, this is the military focused one, which means when I then in, then research level two, that is the you know, follow up from that, I will draw... A, until I get a red card basically which is military so I know that I will be better at military and the military actions are you know mainly focused on creating more um, you know fighter ships and then flying around with your fighter ships and taking control of, of different planets. And all of this is done in a very cool way as well because all the resources that you have in the game or like are dice but you don't never roll the dice really well there's a few occasions but you mostly you don't roll the dice instead you just you know flip them over. Uh, to indicate if it's like a population you have, or if it's a spaceship, or if it's an ore that you need to build things with. And on your player board you also have like a supply of these, well I think they're called supply, um, and then that can transform into ore, or population, or ships and in order to unlock these and get them into play you need to sort of upgrade you need to basically build cities or like farms to get more food or you need to build like factories to create more ore and then at the end of each each of your turns you will produce and then you will choose if you're producing population or ore or if you want to do a trade action which you can switch things back and forth but in order like so if i have sort of built enough farms to unlock two active rows of dice, then when I do a population production action at the end of my turn, I will get two population instead of one. And the same goes for the ore. So there's a lot of planning going into this. It's it's not that heavy, it's a weight of three on BGG, but there's a lot of planning and a lot of interesting decisions. There's also a bunch of randomness in the way that when you discover a new, like, research a new technology, then you get like a little event card happening that benefits you. So if you're the first to do it, then you get some benefit. But then the other players can also research that technology as well. And um, and there's also like goals every time you play. So there's the random gold cards out there that you can see. So in some games, it might be more important to invest in like military. In some games, it's more important to be quick on the research. Uh, And you can get to level 4 technologies which are really strong obviously. Uh, But at the start of the game you can't even research there. You have to like research. You know you have the level 1s. Then you have to research level 2. And then level 3. And somewhere along that way you need to find a way to research level 4 as well. uh, To unlock that. And then whoever does that first will like score an achievement basically. And that achievement will give you points as well. Really nice game. I really like Beyond the Sun. This is also you know, one of my sort of new, discovered, basically, favorites from 2020. Um, I I look forward to playing this with my friends as well. It's it's such a cool game, and, and I really like how they... It's like a tech tree, it's like an Excel file, but and they put on a theme, and I don't really mind. Like, a lot of times I want thematic games. I want the actual games to feel thematic. and I mean, there's some theme in the sense that what you're doing makes sense from a... Space exploration research perspective, but I don't really mind that there's not that much theme because the what I'm doing in the game is so much fun, and I really enjoy how my mind works when I play this game. It's, it's I think weight three and you know like a little bit of a thematic euro like you know slap on a theme or whatever, but uh, this one and Lost Runes of Arnak are similar in that sense that they are perfect for me. They're like perfect in my type of game um uh, you know what i prefer in games so yeah really enjoy beyond the sun again can recommend you to try it out on board game arena if you're curious uh it's free to play so yeah really enjoy those games more or less some of them i will as i said i need to play more before i can really give some kind of final <laughs> review or whatever all right hope you enjoyed the segment this is new for me trying this out to just you know vocally review or give first impressions of games. I used to do my first impressions vlog basically every month but since you know I now I'm thinking that the podcast will sort of take over that part um, because I felt like there were a lot of work a lot of hours to put down into those videos because I put like rolling video in the background of the game I was talking about and then myself and the green screen and everything it was a lot of work with those videos and I think you know, basically I can do the same thing or get you, give you most of the same content just by talking about them Of course you don't see the videos, but you can always go, you know, check out If, if I talk about the game that you found find interesting uh, I, you, know, if, uh, you can go check it out as well on the channel And I should say, speaking of that, I should say that um, Praga Cup of Regni I haven't filmed, it was really hard to film because it was so huge and how it, the game worked It was really tricky for me um red rising is coming very soon and lost runes of arnak you can go check that out i play that together with uh, my friends martin and eric so there is a video of lost runes of arnak on my youtube channel that you can check out uh beyond the sun is coming as well i will make a video of that and nemesis i haven't made a video of but that's coming as well i'm going to do a solo playthrough but until then i also pl- have i'm in a video together with Heller from uh, a game from game for life BG um, So you can find it that way as well uh, And I, I will link to everything like this in the description so you can find out when you can see You can watch when me and Helle played it together and she had it on the table and had a camera and everything set up So it was a physical play, but you know where she's in Denmark and we did it on uh, Through the internet, which is one of my new I, I really like that you can do it that way. I think it's really cool All right So with that, uh, me and Draco, we're going to sign off for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. You know, again, if you have any feedback or questions or requests or whatever, just, you know, contact us. You can find all the contact info, of course, in the description for the podcast episode. And also let us know, how are you listening to the podcast? Are you using like Spotify or iTunes or or are you just, you know, watching the YouTube? You know, I post the podcast on YouTube as well. So it's interesting for me to hear how you guys uh, and girls consume the podcast do you say that in english you consume i think so consume content yeah all right i'm signing off thank you so much for listening have a great evening morning or whatever you're listening take care bye bye